Hello, we are now officially recording Jays from Home. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Jays from Home. Um, my name is Matt, and this is my brother Steve. Hey, I'm back. Yes. Oh, yeah, you were away last week. That's right. It's hard to keep track of the of the <laughs> days these days. Hey, are your earphones yellow? No, I think they're they're orange. Hang on. Nope, they're orange. Okay, I'm gonna say tangerine, maybe. Sure. They I okay. I got them like for really cheap like years ago. Um I had like some extra money or something on the shopping channel and and they were Bluetooth headphones, but they came with this it did come with this really handy uh double-ended 3.5 millimeter audio cable, so I got something good out of it. The audio quality itself is not great. So you you shop on the shopping channel. Does that mean you have a lot of like Ron Popeil uh, <laughs> products in the, in your in your pantry and like slap chops and 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 and, and shamwows? No, no, no. This is this is TSC, not an infomercial thing. So. Okay, okay, okay. I think I've maybe bought one thing off of the shopping channel, but I can't remember what it is now. But it was something that I probably could have bought and not on the shopping network. Yeah, there's probably a lot of things like that. <laughs> yeah. So act. Now, everybody, follow us on Twitter, Jays from Home, for the low, low price of it's free. It's Twitter. Okay, well, uh, let's. Uh, the results this week haven't been the greatest. Uh, mixed results for the Blue Jays. Been, uh, I think they they're probably yeah. better than the Shopping Channel, but I don't know, maybe barely. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll have to see. Um, this, I, as uh, maybe maybe this week it's the Silver Lining Playbook. If you've seen that movie, speaking of Shopping Channel. Um, <laughs> Um. Yeah, they had a. I guess they kind of went. Did they go five hundred for the road trip? I'm not sure. I'm, I'm. I'm looking at the, at the at the results at a at a, at a glance, and I'm, I'm not sure what it was. But let's just go through. Um, Tuesday uh, was a doubleheader against the Angels, and I think that was the only game, the first game of the doubleheader. That was the only game I was able to watch this week because of West Coast. Um. So game one, the uh, the Angels uh, beat the Jays six to three. Uh, that was a seven inning game, and game two, uh, the Jays came back and won four to nothing. Yeah, um, I didn't watch either of these games. I think I forgot that they they started in the afternoon, and this was the one, the weird one where they had one well, game. It, it was in the afternoon the- in. It- it was in the afternoon in Anaheim, which translated to 6 p.m. Uh, in in, in uh, the Eastern Time Zone. Yeah, and actually that game was what day of the week was that? Was it Tuesday? Tuesday. So yeah. I would have been, we would have been playing uh, softball at 6:30 anyway. So I, yeah, I definitely wouldn't have been able to watch that. But this was the weird yeah. one where they were the home team for the first game, right? Like, um, because they were they played in. Was it Buffalo or Dunedin the first when they had it postponed? Uh, I, I'm I'm not sure. I don't remember. But uh, uh, the crowd, if you saw the replays of the game, the crowd was quite sparse. I was actually curious what the attendance was, so I looked it up, and I think it was like something like, something on like 3,400 people were at the uh, 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 Angels Stadium uh, for 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 the for the home half of the doubleheader. Ah, okay. Well, you know, I guess it's an afternoon game during the week, so it's hard to expect. Uh, a good turnout but one thing i saw and and it wasn't it wasn't always on the schedule either so they probably didn't have as much lead in time to to, to, yeah. to, to sell tickets but i'm not going to apologize for 
for the Angels because they field our arch nemesis Shohei Otani. Well, no, uh, that aside, uh, I was going to mention that the, what the Angels did for the home home half for the Blue Jays was apparently they so they put up a whole bunch of Blue Jays specific things on their scoreboard, but one of the things was they spelt I can't remember which word it was, but uh, favorite favorite yeah favorite they spelled it with a U instead of the American O the incorrect spelling. And maybe they should have also like charged Canadian uh, dollar uh, at the Canadian dollar rate for their for the tickets too. That would have increased attendance maybe because it's cheaper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Wednesday then they the Blue Jays came back though and they won ten to two. This I, I watched part of this game actually. Um, I it started at what I think nine thirty Eastern. So maybe. this was this was after our well after our softball game. Uh, so we just had it on TV during uh, just before we were going to bed, and so we didn't watch it in full. But I was able to catch Teoscar's first career grand slam in this one. That oh was, yeah, I saw that one too. I saw yeah, that one too. It was like you could see it developing, and I think Guerrero was still batting third in this one. Uh, yeah, because he he like I forget what happened if he struck out or whatever. No, but, yeah, uh, well, he, I think it was a ground out or something or a fly out. So it was like. You you think that Guerrero is going to be the one to hit the grand slam, and then it was Teoscar. So that was that was cool. It was good to see that in live instead of on a replay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so Thursday was uh, the Field of Dreams uh, game, uh, but uh, the Angels beat the Jays uh, six to three as well that night. So that so I wish uh, that was kind of a a bit of a nightmare for 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 the Jays because that was the the night that Otani was pitching, I believe. Um, against uh, Barrios, um, so that was a, a disappointing outcome there. Um, and then Friday, we saw the uh, Jays uh, move over to Seattle for the for the series. Normally, it's, it's packed with Jays fans because they can uh, cross the border over from Vancouver, but I, I'm not sure what it was looking like uh, uh, in Seattle this weekend, because, again, I didn't see any games. <laughs> well, I think um, there were some Blue Jays fans in the stands, but uh, definitely not the same amount as usual because no. Canadians aren't allowed over the border yet into the U.S. There's, I've seen lots of uh, U.S. license plates around the city, so obviously lots of Americans getting across the border into Canada lately. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, yeah, the Mariners uh, on the Friday night game beat the Jays 3-2 to in 13 innings, which is crazy, crazy long considering that they have the extra runner on base starting the extra innings. Um, and then last night, uh, Mariners beat the Jays nine to three. So it looks like the, the, the Jays, they split the, the series against the angels and now they're, 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 they're going to lose the series against the Mariners. It looks like, so it's not a, not a great road trip. No. And it's kind of deflating after their really big homestand where they, I think they, what they went uh, nine and three, I think. Yeah. Nine and three. And it was really like lots of energy. I, I can only hope that this was just like a, you know, jet lag results. Like they got, they got into into the game Wednesday night with a big win, and then I don't know. Maybe there's some jet lag between Anaheim and Seattle. Maybe. May uh, I'm, I'm not sure jet lag works in the same same time zone, but maybe I don't know. Um, but the, we're, we're recording this right now on a Sunday morning. So as of Sunday morning, the record is 62 and 54. Um, they are eight and a half games back in the AL East and four and a half games back in the wild card. They're still, I think, up like two games on Seattle. So that's that's okay. I don't think Seattle really is a 
is a big threat in the wildcard race. Uh, but hey, prove me wrong, Seattle. But no, don't prove me wrong. Um, well, while I was reading, uh, I actually read an athletic article. I, I Lately, I haven't been reading a lot of articles about the Blue Jays, but I think this was a Caitlin McGrath piece, and she was talking about how the Mariners and the Blue Jays are, are having kind of the inverse season. And, excuse me. And um, it just seems like at some point, one of the two teams has, is going to go back to reality. So either the Blue Jays will start performing to what they should be or like and start winning more games, or Seattle will come back down to earth and fall out of the playoff hunt. So, uh, well, I think I think if you take a, a step back, the Jays have been uh, winning more games. Uh, they're they're right now they're eight games over five hundred. They were at one point like ten, at least ten games over five hundred. So they they should be like I think I read somewhere that they should be around the the, the seventy uh, win mark based on their wins and uh, based on their runs and, and 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 everything. So they should be around seventy wins. Yeah. I, I hope that the I mean I hope that that comes uh, to pass, but there's still a lot of games to play, I guess. Um, I just actually wanted to mention one of the games we didn't uh, go over was Sunday, the eighth for the Blue Jays. No, oh. last Sunday because I, that I seems think, like so long ago. Though. Well, oh, you recorded that was a good game. That was a good game. You recorded with Glenn, so. I think you recorded either Saturday or maybe Sunday morning. Anyway, recorded Sunday morning, the regular time. So this was before the Sunday game, and the Blue Jays won that one. That was the last series against Boston, and they they won uh, nine to eight on Sunday. And that was part of my home run today. Actually, was um, okay. Springer's three run home run. So this game, I I st- we were traveling back home. And started listening to it in the car at one o'clock, and so we listened to the almost the entire game on the radio, which, by the way, was really, really good. Uh, good radio. Now that they're back, I think we've brought that up three games or three broadcasts in a row, three podcasts in a row. Um, but uh, we were maybe like five or ten minutes away from our house, and that's when uh, Springer hit, hit his uh, three-run home run to uh, get the Blue Jays ahead 9-8. to eight. And so that was that was a really good comeback, and I really liked Ben Wagner's home run call on that one, which is also a coincidence because the week before when we were traveling to Manitoulin, um, we heard Springer's leadoff home run, uh, his uh, first pitch home run for the first, uh, I think that was the Saturday game that you attended. I think oh, we yeah, talked yeah, about yeah. that yeah. before. Yeah, and... and- I don't know if, if they said in the in the radio broadcast, but on the TV broadcast, they were saying that uh, um, the pitcher, Barnes, I think it was, that uh, uh, Springer got the, the home run off of was his old college roommate. Oh, no, I, I don't think they mentioned that in uh, the radio broadcast, but uh, that's, that's cool. So, yeah, that was my home run for this week because uh, uh, that was, I think, the, the positive, the only real positive note that I have for this week. And that was a week my, my ago. Home run, my home run is also a uh, Springer uh, inspired. Uh, my home run is that George Springer uh, got back to back Player of the Week honors uh, for the Jays. So that that's that that was my home run. And and yeah, we just we just talked about it. He's been having uh, playing really really great for the for the Jays. I think he's actually um, in the second half having like better like numbers overall. Maybe maybe Samian uh, too than 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 Vladdy though. Yeah. Um, I, I, which is unfortunate then because last night he left the game, 
after catching a fly ball, right? So, but the good news I is that I don't know how he left. Uh, yeah, I guess it was a fly fly ball, and you like, and it's it was his his ankle that he injured. So it's something new. Uh, it's not re-injuring another. Yeah, not a muscle. It's not muscle. <laughs> but like, I think muscle base is a little harder to uh, come back from, obviously, as we've seen before, than than like if it's just like a, a bruise or a, or something like to do with the, the the bone. But yeah, like the X-rays were negative. Uh, he needs, he's day to day at this point. And also compared to when he was injured before, I think if it were the playoffs, he would try to play through it. Um, well, it sounds like if the X-rays are negative, it's probably some sort of a a strain. Yeah, no, or but like if, if if he were, um, hopefully it's not a spring because those can be difficult um, to come back from. But if 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 Springer had like the injury that he started the year with, and it were like the playoffs or the stretch run that we're in now, I think he'd be more sooner, at least sooner to come back, if not already trying to play through it. Yeah, and that that's just another uh, another injury though, on top of everything else, which is my strikeout. I'm going to go there because it's. Uh, it seems like the injury bug is uh, is coming around the dugout. Uh, there's there's been a few. It looks it's a good thing though to see Bichette was back on playing shortstop last night. I think I saw that of the little bit that I watched. Uh, yeah, I guess he's back. Uh, injuries are actually my walk for the week because this is a time of year when it's gonna you, they're gonna start to creep up. So it's it's it's, it's to be expected, and really they're like they're guys are getting put on the on the 10 day injured list which almost like if it, it it's obviously a minor injury if it's just the 10 day injured list and it's almost like a, a breather if you're if you're on that that injured list so um it's it as long as they're not long term injuries um it, it's it's it, it's they can play through it it's, it's to be expected around this time of year that injuries are going to start to kind of like creep in there yeah i i think though that the good thing about it if you can if you can find uh, a, a silver lining around the injuries is that they seem to have some depth right now. Um, like the players that they have covering, like Espinal is playing really well at third base. Um, they, I think Valera is the other player that they have that's yeah. been, he's, I, I don't really know exactly how he's been playing, but of the little bit I've seen, he's, he's been pretty good. And I think they're, they were before all the injuries, they were using him a lot as a pinch runner. So uh, he's he's got some speed on the bases. Um, I, I think he's he's playing while well, Bichette was out. I think he was at second and Simeon was at shortstop, if I recall correctly. I'm not sure who they put where, but yeah, I, I think I I didn't actually like that they were starting Valera over Espinal because like the only the only like benefit of of, of starting. Uh, putting Valera in the lineup is that he's he's a switch hitter and everybody else is basically a right-handed hitter and and and, and Dickerson is another guy who's who's injured injured right now. Uh, I think he's on the ten the ten day injured list. Uh, he's the other left-handed bat in the lineup. Um, so well, and there's so, another example of depth is that uh, I I've noticed that Gritchick has been out of the lineup a lot, but now that Dickerson is out, they've got I think what so they have five outfielders. With Dickerson, now they're back to four, so that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. So, so that's yeah, that, that's the the offensive depth that that has been carrying them through the season that we that we should expect should still kind of carry the load going through this. And 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 there are other teams who are having worse problems, like the Yankees and and Red Sox with with like COVID taking taking like I think Yankees have, like I said last week two starting pitchers. Uh, 
we're, we're on the 10 day COVID list. So that's, that's, that's big chunks to, to be losing a starting pitcher. Um, so yeah, so that, I have it as my walk because it's, it's to be expected and they, and they can, they can, they can play through this. It'll be okay. Well, uh, you mentioned starting pitchers being injured. That's, that's my walk is that stripling was injured. I think he's on the 10 day DL now or IL now. Um, but it's a walk because that's one of the reasons they got Barrios at the trade deadline is that he added some starting pitching depth. So losing well, stripling. Well, he's more than depth. He's, he, he, he's almost, he's, he's like. At, at worst, the, your your three, three well, guys. Well, yeah, but I mean that pushes that pushes the starters down. So like they were trying to figure out uh, what it was, it was between basically Mats and Stripling who was going to get the fifth spot. So that's so for right now that's kind of forced their hand and and with Stripling down with the injury. But when he yeah. comes back, then they can still go to that. Uh, they can kind of make the choice of which one they want to send to the bullpen, right? So. That's not or so somebody, if, if someone else gets hurt, they still have that that extra arm to to, to slot in there for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'll go to my strikeout. We're kind of a little out of sync here with our with our with our stuff here, but uh, my strikeout is is um, that the Jays. I read the stat probably in a Caitlin McGrath article or something. The Jays are eight and fourteen uh, in one run games. Yeah, and and Seattle. That's that was the one I was reading yesterday. Seattle is like completely opposite they have a really great one run record yeah so so that's something that is one of the reasons why the jays are in the position where they are probably uh but they need to to kind of turn that statistic around in the in the last uh two months six weeks of the season in order to 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 get a chance of at least getting a wild card spot even yeah well i i think that um caitlin mcgrath made a good point was that's the part of the game that comes down to luck right like especially with the uh in the extra innings games where they have the extra runner on second yeah and i think they they walked in the winning run on in the on, in the uh, extra innings game there yeah i i did read that one that was that was not a great outcome that was brad hand i believe and now people are are, are basically like wanting to burn him at the stake because he walked in <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I I think that's probably Twitter, uh, the Twitter fans that are saying that. That's my guess. There were probably also the same people that wanted to sell on Simeon and uh, and Ray. Yeah, so but I I'm not gonna worry about them because yeah, any anything negative it just it automatically becomes way overblown anyways let's, let's let's get into some other notes here like we were talking about injuries um before i get into the field of dreams dreams game because i want to talk about that a bunch um another team that i've been kind of zeroing in on the padres a little bit i think um we're talking about injuries it's piling up for the padres too they um are i think they're in danger of falling out of the playoff spot because cincinnati is surging and uh Cronenworth, uh, I just read on 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 MLB trade rumors that he he's injured, um, and and Tatis they're like talking about moving him to the outfield because because of his shoulder, and I think I read somewhere maybe that you Darvish is, is is hurt, um, so so they're starting to like injuries are starting to pile up for the for the Padres, and 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 the Reds are starting to kind of creep in there, so so yeah, uh, and and the Padres actually I heard last night before before you switched off the game, they were no hit by Arizona, uh, by a pitcher with only f- his fourth major league start. No, that was his first major league start. That was his, maybe his fourth major league outing. I think he was, oh, um, okay. 
he was a reliever, um, and he was selected in the Rule Five draft from the Dodgers by by the by the Diamondbacks, and it was his first career um, major league start, and he no no hit the Padres. Um, <laughs> that's I think maybe the one positive spot for the Diamondbacks this year. <laughs> I wasn't going to talk about it, but I thought that that was definitely an interesting uh, 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 baseball happening. Well, um, I guess. As far as the Padres go, and you mentioned their injuries, I guess, are they sort of in the same position as the Blue Jays? Like, is it is it um, just some minor injuries, or they just have, or they have like some major injuries? Like, well, the, the fact that Tatis is is uh, going on the injured list is, is is a big injury, whether it's if it's only ten days. Like, same same thing if if, if that were to happen to, to to Vladdy or or if Springer were to, were to be uh, going on the ten day IL, um, 10, 10 days for for an for a player, especially on the offensive side, where he makes a big difference. Um, can can affect the, the playoff race for sure and the, right now it's 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 different because the the Padres they're they're still holding on to the second uh, wild card spot they're still in the in the playoffs uh, and and the days are, are are looking up in that sense so it's different if you look at it that way okay well you mentioned that Cincinnati is catching up on them um, well the good news maybe for the Padres and we'll I I know that we don't like to do this but we'll get to the Brewers later but they have some games coming up against Cincinnati next week so with how well the Brewers are playing they could possibly help the Padres with uh beating the Reds next week we'll see that could that'll be interesting to watch for sure um hey did you watch the uh, field of dream field of dreams game uh no i didn't um i i knew it was coming up but i i didn't realize what day it was on and i'm also not sure if if um like so i i watch my baseball games via either sportsnet or tsn and i don't know if either one of those would uh, aired the game they it's, did not but this one was on fox this is a nationally broadcast yeah uh, so game. I also rarely tune the TV to Fox. So, um, but anyway, um, I, I did. There was a video posted of, of the player entrance where uh, Kevin Costner led them on the field, and yep. so so I was able to see the field because it was a very cinematic entrance, and uh, and I thought it was it was really cool. Like maybe it's just the nature of the the corn stalks. Like it really looked like the players were just appearing out of like thin air, like the way they do in the movie. It was really cool. I I don't know if they added any special effects in. No, like, I don't think that they did. But it was like it was just really lots of thick corn. <laughs> yeah, um, they did do an aerial shot during that, and you could see like there was like a little bit of um, like a a waiting area in behind the the corn oh, yeah. stalks. Yeah, was they it? They can't just like. Put, get, put them in 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 the cornfield and say like don't get lost. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I I don't know if this is how they did it, but it would be kind of cool if they had the bullpens back there and the relief pitchers come through the corn stalks. That would have been cool, but I think the fact that they had to like remove sections of the wall to get the players in would have would have would have been a little time consuming for for, for pitching changes. Oh, so did um, they actually put a wall up in front of the corn stalks? Oh yeah 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 yeah. That makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, but they, they removed a section of the wall when they, for the entrances. Yeah, so that's that's pretty much the, all that I saw from that. Um, are you are have you seen Field of Dreams? Are you familiar with the with the canon of of the movie and all that stuff? Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. We okay. we watched I, that I a lot that. as a kid. Got it on Blu-ray. 
Okay, I, I wasn't sure what, how familiar you were. Like, I, I think I it, it was a, a a good like the game itself was was good. Like the there were lots of home runs. I, I read a stat. I think I was listening to a podcast. I forget whether it was uh, the 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 Ringer Baseball Show or if it was um, um, uh, effectively wild. But someone was saying that there were eight home runs in the game or the White Sox hit eight home runs in the game or something like that. I think it was eight home runs in the game. And during the 1919 season, this was the dead ball era, the Black Sox, they, they, they didn't hit eight home runs total at all. Huh. Well, um, actually, speaking of home runs for that, that sounds like a lot of home runs in the game. Was was the field like standard uh, MLB dimensions, or was it a little smaller? It was. It, well, no. Well, it was actually dimensions of old Comiskey Comiskey Park. Okay. Um, which was standard MLB. I think though it was like three off memory something like three forty to left field. I but like lots of lots of balls were were getting hit into the left field corn um, for for both <laughs> both sides. Uh, <laughs> um, Sorry, Do you think those those home run balls like helped with uh, knocking some corn off of the stalks so that it would make it easier to harvest? Um, maybe I, I would think there's kind of an an, uh, an inefficient way to harvest corn <laughs> though. In the, in the, well, in if the there were only eight home run. runs, then that's only like maybe a handful of uh, cobs of corn, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I don't I don't think that would be an, an efficient way to do it. Um, maybe they could use their bats. They can hit. They can hit. Uh, di- they can do like batting practice on, the, on with the corn instead of a ball on the tee. <laughs> um, well, we were talking about this through Messenger a little bit uh, bef- yesterday, and you were mentioning uh, it, well, all the other stuff you were talking about aside, um, t- like some of the uh, links you showed me was about how cinematic and, and how many, like how they promoted the game. Um, it, I mentioned that it really reminded me of how the NHL treats its outdoor games. Like they, they put a lot of work into putting together the outdoor games for in the NHL. And there's usually a lot of, uh, extra cameras around, um, I mean, part of that has helped that they play these in usually in football stadiums, but sometimes, they play them in baseball uh, stadiums. Um, oh yeah, I guess they have. That's right. Yeah. Fenway, um, Wrigley. I think last year they played a game on Lake Placid, possibly. I, but I'm not sure. At, at any rate, like it's that seems like the uh, the type of thing that like they're kind of expanding, or hopefully the MLB is expanding what they're doing and and tr- testing out different venues um, because. The, the outdoor games for the NHL are, are hugely popular. And at least for the for baseball, you don't have to be in, like, freezing cold weather to watch the game. Unless that's it's in, a good, that's in the a fall. That's a very good point. <laughs> Spring um, or fall, um, well, it could be cold. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. They, uh, they were saying on Fox that it was the best single game uh, rating since, like, 2005. Um, so yeah, no, but it, it's, it's definitely, uh, a lot of people were saying it's, it's like, it's like those, those outdoor, uh, NHL games for sure. They put a lot of marketing, uh, dollars <laughs> and emphasis behind this one game for sure too. Um, the thing that I, and, and you were talking about, um, other venues, like I, I would, I would love to see like a, a regular season Cooperstown game. Um, and the thing that I liked about, about, uh, what they did with this actual like the field itself was like I was saying they made it the dimensions of old Comiskey Park for the White Sox they were the home team so like 
it, I would assume like it's a pretty like somewhat modular field where you can like adjust the the dimensions a little bit. So it would be cool to see like if they played more games like even in maybe like Cooperstown um, or wherever they play that they they could use like more old time stadium dimensions like like Ebbets Field has had a wall um, to right field two hundred ninety seven feet huh. was, was was the um, home run wall. That's like and the fields I play uh, for softball. Yeah, <laughs> maybe yeah. a little bit further. Or, or, or like, or go the opposite way. Polo, uh, the polo grounds where the where the Giants played in in in, uh, in I think it was Harlem. Um, that their center field dimension was 483 feet to center field. <laughs> so, so, so like using like old, old like getting like the the template of these old time stadiums and plunking them into wherever they do these games would would be is, is an extra added kind of like cool, uh, interesting like historical factor to, just to see how these how these stadiums played somewhat because obviously like the environment is different based on, on on where it is physically but yeah yeah well and and even like historic stuff aside the blue jays could play you know maybe once a year play at different spots across canada since at the moment they're the only canadian team and there's a lot of fans that would love to see them and it's i mean obviously with the vancouver fans heading over to seattle almost every year uh that's mm-hmm. there's demand for it all across Canada, so that would be pretty cool. Like they could, they could play if if you want to go the historic route. Um, they could also play a game at is it Exhibition Field? Am I Exhibition Stadium? Yeah, and in Toronto, the old one where they originally maybe played. they've they've got they've got that um, renovated now for for football and soccer. But you, you reminded me of, of of something again talking about what the NHL does. Here's something that baseball could do, like the the Craft Hockeyville. That that the uh, NHL does uh, every off season or whatever. Um, baseball could do this, um, and they could renovate like a, a local field, um, or or like uh, I, I think Rob Nayer and other people have, have said this before. Um, they could they could uh, renovate uh, old old stadiums like old like Negro League stadiums and things like that. Yeah, or, and well, and the Blue Jays already do this with uh, with minor or little league teams they have like the jays care fields i think there's even one in our area in navin there's a jays care field. is it like like the miracle league or whatever i'm not sure i think it's just like basically they they provide a um an upgraded field for for communities and and um uh i i, I don't know the full details i know that in must have been May, April or May, uh, the Jays 50-50 proceeds went to Indigenous uh, youth sports, for example. So they they tend to, this is like they do this through their Jays Care Fund, obviously, because that's why they call it a Jays Care Field or whatever, right? So I I think in general, it's what they, they, the best way to describe it would be they provide fields for underprivileged youth to give them somewhere to play. Yeah, no matter no matter where, whether it's the Blue Jays or Major League Baseball, and I think in the states it's more more of a, 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 a going concern for, to grow the game. Uh, it could be something an easy way for baseball to kind of like inject direct influence into a community and and, and goodwill in order to try to grow the game, which is something that uh, they've uh, kind of they've been trying to do, but I don't know if it's really necessarily been working over the past years. Um, and here's another thing we're talking about, you know, baseball's intentions. I thought it was a little tone deaf. They, the, the, um, the game itself was, was sponsored by, I forget what company, but it was a betting company. There were like betting ads throughout the game. And this was a game featuring 
the uh, well, like Field of Dreams was all about the the, the Black Sox and how they were n- not able to play baseball, banished from baseball forever because they bet on the game because that was you know baseball has has, has long been against betting the game. So whether they it's okay if they've turned their um, their stance around to to be okay with. Uh, partnering up with with betting and that, that that's that's okay if, if that's what they want to do but at the same time the optics of it um where it's a movie about a team banished because of betting and then having betting advertised i don't know it just doesn't doesn't work right for me yeah i get that but but uh sports betting uh, especially in canada is becoming a huge advertising market so i i totally understand why they would take advertising dollars i was told a long time ago uh, when I asked about, uh, when I was in school, I asked about, well, I've heard uh, this radio station advertising for Sirius XM Satellite. Like, don't they care about, uh, have like, advertising <laughs> somewhere to, for people to listen to outside of traditional radio? And the answer was basically, uh, it's it's advertising dollars. They're getting money for it. They don't really care. Okay. They might care okay. now, but uh, because there's less advertising and radio compared to like 15 years ago but um but yeah it's it's uh it's probably a lot of money from i think you wrote here it's barstool sports um so i I think there's a lot of money coming from sports betting for advertising so i i think that the owners would probably be pretty upset if they turned that money down but i i I see what you're saying though i agree it doesn't make a lot of sense to partner uh, that kind of broadcast with a betting company. Yeah, that specific broadcast, not 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 the partnering itself, but that specific broadcast. Yeah. But but um, my side ta- tangent there, I see you saw that for, from about Barstool, is isn't the fact again like they're they're uh, the, I guess they want to put together a, a weekly gambling broadcast with Barstool, but Barstool is uh, do you know much about Barstool? I do not. They're like basically like like a misogynist like lowest common denominator uh some, sometimes blatantly racist uh company that mlb for whatever reason uh, has decided uh, at least i i hope that the, all they've done is just put the feelers out to uh, as as, a, as as far as considering a digital gambling broadcast because barstool is just an evil company and and they and they should not they should not partner with barstool that's just my side t- tangent on that okay well i I will uh, I will wait to cast any judgment until they've made any finalized deals. Yeah, until it's official. I I think you're you're probably right is that they're they're putting they're putting stuff out there. The only positive I could see is maybe if this leads to greater distribution of the games, that might be the uh the positive want, side do, of it. Do you want your your do you, like you're not as, as as passionate about baseball as I am, but whatever sport or whatever whatever um, you know pop culture or whatever you consume, do you want it to be distributed by a, 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 like a company that has a bad kind of just value system uh, like uh, as a whole? Like, do you, does it feel feel good for you to 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 consume? whatever content that's being distributed by by just that has like these a company that distributes with these just kind of not great at best intentions as far as how they how they 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 sell themselves yeah probably not but i also hope that at the same time i mean sports especially are, are you know they're it's the uh the bad behavior 
just to put it all into one bucket is kind of highlighted right now. So maybe that's something that they're also thinking about. I don't know. Yeah, well, if they're thinking about bad behavior, then Barstool is definitely not the 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 the, the, the place to, to to partnership. But that's 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 put that put that in the in in, in that same bucket and, and close the bucket and bury the bucket. Um, another thing we're talking about growing the game is that there were, um, if you were watching this game on MLB TV app, I think there were like six uh, six kind of uh, regions that are if you're or if you're a fan of one of these teams. Uh, that were blacked out from from like watching uh, games the the game in Iowa. I think there were like the two Chicago teams. Um, you'd have to watch the Fox broadcast. You couldn't watch the MLB broadcast. Um, St. Louis, I want to say maybe Kansas City. I forget who all, I, I looked on the map. I forget who all, but there were I think somewhere around six teams or six uh, regions that were blacked out from from uh, if if you wanted to watch this this specific game and maybe probably. New York was probably blacked out too because it was a Yankees game. I wonder if that's like a default setting in their broadcast that they just didn't turn off or like it it seems kind of weird that they would black out the special game uh, especially like my before well, they you want, said they want to direct you to to the to the Fox broadcast yeah. it would be my guess. But before you said that the Yankees were blacked out on MLB TV I was going to guess like, well, maybe it's a geofencing thing that uh, that was overlooked because like games around like or the the teams around Iowa, it kind of makes sense maybe. But I don't know. It's no, but if if, if it were like, for instance, if were, the Blue Jays were playing Canada entirely, like would be blocked out of that game uh, from watching at least on MLB. Well, yeah, but they're already uh, blacked out. So and they probably would be broadcast on Sportsnet on TV. So. Yeah. Anyways, but I, that's just another one of those things. Um, what else do I have here on my on my list? Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know if you saw this, but did you did you see the apple pie hot dog? No, I didn't. But I that clicked on the theory, link you put uh, in the notes. Um, so so are you a yes or a no on the apple pie hot dog? I'm gonna say no, but I I saw the picture and I I thought it was kind of funny. It looks like a McDonald's pie stuffed with a hot dog with some mustard on top. Um, I, I'm gonna say definitely was it no. Mustard? It was looked it mustard? like mustard. I, I hope that wasn't mustard. Um, well, that's what you would put on a hot dog is mustard. On an apple pie hot dog, though, would you put mustard? Yeah, but would you put a hot dog in an apple pie? <laughs> that's. I think I saw a movie about that. I'm not sure. Um, I think that might be cheese. I'm not sure. I, I w- if it were a veggie dog uh, and there were no bacon in it, I would try it. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a. If it's vegetarian, yes. But if it's uh, if it's not, no. <laughs> yeah, no. I I'm not interested in that at all. That's that's uh, that's a little too far. Okay. Um, and they're giving them out free at the game, by the way. Apparently, would, would, if it were free, whether you if it were free, would you would you try it? Maybe I'd take a bite and then throw the rest of it out. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. So, do you have any notes to add? I have a couple. A couple. No. That that was really all the notes I had because I didn't watch very much baseball this week um, and I was kind of glad that I didn't have to watch the late games because uh, as we went over there they were not great results except for a couple of games okay 
Oh, and speaking, let's just hear another one that came in off the top of my head. I've decided, like, you know, I've been posting my digital scorecards on, on the iPad. I've decided to go analog. Uh, I think you go analog as well with your with your Sharpie and scorecard. So I'm, I'm just waiting for, I, I ordered a special um, score uh, book of scorecards to come in. So I'm just waiting for that to come in. And I've got, I got a, a set of, of fine tip Sharpies to, to, to note them. I will, I will correct you. I don't use a Sharpie. I found a good set of erasable gel pens. Um, they're, well, I think they're gel pens. I think that's the only kind of ink that uh, that works really well with the erasable style, like ballpoint erasable. They 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 are terrible, but having the erasable ink is really great because then you don't have to write in pencil and have it hard to read. You can have some nice bold colors. Uh, it, it works very well. I think the brand is um, uh, oh I don't even know, not Pentel, but uh, Pilot. I think. I think. Anyway, I'd, I'd have to look at the Pentium? pens. I don't Pentium, have them in front maybe? of me. It, are they Pentium? Pentium? No. No. Um, uh, no I considered erasable, erasable pens, uh, but I, I decided that whatever. If I'm going to scratch something out, I'm going to scratch something out. Or if I'm going to make a mistake, I'll make a mistake. It's 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 okay. Um, so yeah, uh, I started a new baseball uh, book uh, this this week. I actually was reading uh, Ball Four uh, by by uh, Jim Booten, but I, I was maybe it's because I was kind of not reading it in big enough kind of time chunks i just couldn't get into that one for whatever reason i think it was too just diary based like it was like i can tell i i understand like why at the time it was like a a a groundbreaking book because you had no insight into the uh into the world of of major league baseball but 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 now like you know over 50 years since it was originally written like those those insights are, are relatively pretty pretty tame so I, I i don't know i just couldn't get into the rhythm of it i guess well i, th- I think it de- depending on who is writing it too like if 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 it's not a great writer even if you have help from uh, from a ghost writer or something it, it's it's not always going to be the greatest read if it's if it's not like i don't know it's it sometimes that players they just are not great writers yeah, no, no. I think the difference in this one is that if it were an earlier, like if I'd written this, or read this book uh, early on in my baseball reading uh, ventures, it might have been a little bit more groundbreaking and interesting and eye-opening to read. Uh, but I've read, I've gone through a lot of baseball books, so so it's, it's, it, this is you know like from like like uh, Ted Williams freezing his 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 head to uh you know <laughs> mickey mantle's entire life like there, there's like I've, I've i've seen and read a lot you know like you know dirk hayhurst uh, uh um yeah so I, I read one of those those books i couldn't remember the author but now that you mention it i remember that and he's he's a pretty decent writer yeah yeah um and who else uh r.a dickey's book is another uh if we're talking about blue jays was another another interesting insight into behind the field and and, and just kind of the, the life as a as a in, in the minor leagues as well but anyways the new baseball book that i'm reading um is not about a player but about a scout it's called uh prophet of the sandlots by mark uh weingardner i guess that's maybe how you say the name so it's just basically like in 1987 he goes and follows around, uh, I guess, um, oh, I forget his name, Tony something or other. Um, he follows the scout around. He's a scout for the for the Phillies organization, and he's just basically following him. He, he scouts in the in like the Indiana Indiana 
uh, Ohio, uh, Cincinnati, kind of in that in that kind of upper Midwest uh, region. So he just follows them around as he scouts players, and and uh, it's it, it, so far it's a really interesting read, and it's it, it's a, it's 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 supposed to be one of the better baseball books. But interestingly enough, this one is only available. Um, like I had to buy it used. Like it's not even in print anymore. I don't think. Oh, okay. So I it's it's an older book then. Yeah, nineteen eighty-seven. Okay, I thought maybe he was. It could have been. I don't know. Maybe he just didn't write a, uh, put the book out until until uh, you know thirty thirty years later. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and th- this uh, this guy, he doesn't specifically just Mike Mark Weingarten. He doesn't specifically just write baseball books either. I guess he also was selected as the person to write like there's like the, a, a new godfather sequel re- book recently so so just as an interesting aside because i'm into that stuff as well but so far it's I've, I've just started it this week so far it's a really interesting read and it's interesting to see like just a different world that baseball was in back in the back in the late 80s like they they, they looked at things differently and 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 in the past like five or ten years the scouting world has, has changed a lot uh, a lot of teams have kind of done without their scouts i won't uh, i won't spoil you on how it ends uh although if you read the book you'll know how it ends in the first in in, in the uh in the in the forward but it's uh it's it's an interesting book so far it might be might be on the list in my top five favorites by the time i, I finish it we'll see well i i think spoiler uh avoidance is is out of uh out of play on this one since it's out of print so i i think you could spoil it but that's okay i'll okay i'll let you finish it okay well i know i know i know how it ends that's that's why i uh, one of the reasons why i bought it because it's an interesting story but um it's it's dark i won't i won't get into it on the podcast um also just one more final note. Um, we were talking about it uh, maybe a month ago. How I o- ordered some some baseball merch. Um, I got my my Padres hat. Uh, I don't know, like a, month, a few weeks ago. Still waiting. I got. I ordered a Tatis Junior uh, jersey back in July, but I, I haven't gotten it yet. So I checked my uh, order uh, status, and I guess I probably won't get it till like mid October. And who knows? Then, based on what we were saying, the Padres may be out of the playoffs by then. Yeah, so I'll just kind of hold on to it as a memory of what could have been. <laughs> yeah, well, let's let's do our Brewers check-in. I, I put together the notes this time. Yeah. So the Brewers being our B team originally for when Tanner Roark was pitching for the Blue Jays, that's that's long gone. But I think as a B team to watch the Brewers, uh, not only do they does their name start with a B, but I don't know, they're, they're doing really well compared to the Blue Jays. So I think we, I think I mentioned this before, we picked a really good team to follow. Yeah. Especially, yeah, especially since, when the playoffs roll around too. Yeah, and I was going to say, especially since they've added several former Blue Jays players, uh, yes. and they made a trade with the Blue Jays, so there's a lot of connections there. And oh, and they just recently released uh, Travis Shaw. Speaking of former Blue Jays, ah, okay. Well, uh, their record stands at 71 and 47, which is good for first place in the NL Central, and uh, they're eight games ahead of Cincinnati. That's a so, big block to be up on yeah so this week they had two double headers actually they, they had two games that were postponed they swept their series versus the cubs with and they outscored them 37 to 9 in the those cubs games. aren't good anymore yeah. the, the cubs are basically fielding a triple a team now um i think w- one game they won 10 to nothing and another one they won 17 something so um oh, wow. yeah the cubs are bad um and they still have another game against the pirates 
today, but last night they played a doubleheader. They lost the first game fourteen to four, and then won the second one six to nothing. Um, I think these Pirates games are really they don't matter either. Um, I don't think that they're going to lose any ground if they end up losing that series versus the Pirates. Maybe like a sleeper series for Milwaukee. Like they don't have to play very hard. They can have a nap. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, oh, and uh, and the the one note uh, I would call this the the Rowdy Telez watch for the Brewers. He's he hasn't played a lot of games because obviously playing in the NL Central, they don't they can't play him as a DH. But he's yeah. has a lot of pinch hitting uh, opportunities. And last night he hit a two run home run into the Allegheny River and. I don't know if you watched the video, but the crowd was chanting "Rowdy," like "Rowdy, Rowdy," that kind of thing. I didn't notice that, but that's that was in yeah. Pittsburgh. That's that's uh, that's pretty big. Um, but he, as he was uh, running running home, that was the chant going on. Um, and so now on the season, Telez has ten home runs. He's uh, he's doing really well for the Brewers. So that's uh, very much a win win trade that the Brewers and Blue Jays made. The Blue Jays got what they needed in pitching, and the Brewers uh, have Telez finally hitting to his to what the Blue Jays were expect, expecting. Yeah, so that's good. Um, did you check who what they're? Oh, you, you said they were going to play Cincinnati next week, right? Yes. Uh, so next week they are. Hang on, I had Rowdy's uh, player card open here. Uh, next week they have. Uh, oh no, sorry, I was looking way ahead. They're. They're not playing Cincinnati next week. They have three okay. games against St. Louis uh, starting on Tuesday. And okay. then Friday, Friday, they're back home against Washington. And their Cincinnati also games winnable. are their Cincinnati games are uh, the 24th to the 26th. And um, going back to, um, to Telez, they actually have a three-game set against Minnesota next weekend. Um, so they'll be able to play Telez as the DH. as dh okay interesting okay um and and minnesota again winnable series yep oh and and i'm looking way ahead but uh just looking at more opportunities for telez as dh they play in cleveland and detroit in september so um, okay that's that's really good news for telez i i wonder i wonder if um milwaukee can go on a a, a nice long string here and even maybe pull ahead of 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 some of those uh, NL Western teams, oh, they could. I, I mean, especially um, what was it? The the Dodgers and uh, and Giants. the Giants are the ones that are ahead, right? Well, Giants right now are leading the West. Still, yeah. well, there you go. Well, yeah. that's it for the Brewers check in. That was the only notes that I that I put down. That like I said, there's there's not much that we have to say about them. They're playing really well. They're playing really good baseball lately. They're seven and yes. three in their last ten. Okay, there you go. Um, so next week for the Blue Jays, um, they are at Washington, and Detroit comes back to Toronto uh, to play. Um, I think those are both again winnable series. Detroit is a sneaky good team, so you got to watch out for them. Um, but I find it hard most... to believe that this is the first time this season they're playing Detroit. Like, I feel like they oh, yeah, usually yeah. play Detroit earlier in the season. Maybe it's it's a, it's it's a weird year. Um, but uh, I think the key factor about next week is that they have two off days: Monday and Wednesday. Thursday. I want to say I think Thursday? it's Thursday. Usually, the off days 
for most teams is Mondays and Thursdays, I think. Okay, Thursday. Okay, but those that's important just because, like we were talking about before, those 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 lingering injuries are, are starting to pile up. So those are going to be two very important uh, healing days. Um, it'll be interesting what they do um, against Washington because they'll be playing uh, NL rules, no DH. So somebody's going to get a rest. I guess that somebody's going to be Springer. So Springer's going to have probably <laughs> four straight point. days off to, to rest his his uh, his ankles. So that'll probably be, be uh, beneficial. That's um, a good time to, to be day-to-day, yeah. Yeah, it's a good time to be day-to-day. So, that's so maybe that also means he could also be a, a pinch hitter if they need him. If they need him, but they're playing Washington. Washington sold a lot of their players on the uh, in the deadline. So, so this this should be a, 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 a it's a quick two game series, but they should should shouldn't have any issues with the with the Nationals. I don't want to assume anything because I remember you telling me last week that the Blue Jays are playing some easy AL West teams, and they are so far not doing as well as they should be. Well, this week they're playing two very uh, largely difficult uh, opponents that will definitely win the series. Washington will ma- manhandle the Jays, and Detroit, like ti- the Tigers they are, will 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 maul the baby Blue Jay birds that they are. Uh, that's better. Okay, All right. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your look ahead. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what do you got next? Uh, podcast notes, and here are the notes. There are no notes. Krista had no notes for for us, so uh, I guess that means we had a perfect. Oh, oh you weren't there, so it, I had a Glenn and I had a perfect week last week. I guess. Yeah, it was a, a good conversation. It's always different. Uh, I know, like I'm, I consider myself a casual viewer of the Blue Jays specifically, and like uh, even more casual for for the rest of baseball but yeah. i know glenn would watches like a, even a, a hobo considered yeah compared to when it comes to watching baseball i don't think he's watched any baseball this yeah time. glenn watches even fewer games than i do so uh so yeah that's uh he always there's always uh something different that comes up when uh when glenn is on so maybe maybe next time if you're away i'll i'll try to talk to glenn well, yeah, um, I we are going camping uh, next week, starting next Sunday, when we normally record the podcast. So we'll, I think we probably may record it on Saturday, but if you wanted to try recording a podcast with, with Glenn on Sunday, then, then I can take I can take a week off. Uh, I, I, that'll break my streak. I think I've... What, what episode are we on now? 25. So I've, that's, that's 25 straight weeks of podcasting for me. I don't think I've done anything 25 straight weeks in a row other than... Even than, Vlad than, took, took a day off, a few games off. His streak is broken. That's true. That's true. And Bichette also played a bunch of games in a row as well. Um, here's, here's an idea, and I'm, I'm kind of springing this on you, but when, when the Jays stop playing... Are, are we going to take a break? Or I was another thought I had was we could we could become sends from home. But I don't watch a lot of like I, kind of the opposite. You you don't watch a lot of Blue Jays. I don't watch a lot of Senators. So like my idea was like we could podcast and I could do the perspective of someone who watches no hockey, and you could do the perspective <laughs> of someone who watches all the hockey. Um, I I don't know. I think I would probably want to take a little bit of a break. I will continue to watch no hockey then. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm. I'm still a casual hockey viewer. Like I'm not. There, I have friends who are way into the Senators, and I'm nowhere near. Like I, I, I don't pay attention to hockey outside the Senators. So it's the same kind of viewing as as the Blue Jays. So I wouldn't have a lot. I to think say. my my 
my hockey watching dropped off after was there a lockout in 2015 um was it, or, or there was a short a, there was a shortened season i can't remember what year it was but there was also when uh also coincided when when sportsnet took over the uh the hockey night in canada coverage because i don't, that, don't really like how they present their hockey games that was maybe 2012 i want to say i i'm not 100 percent sure, sure but they they got a 10-year uh broadcast deal with uh, the nhl yeah, I, I, yeah, and I, I didn't really like how they 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 broadcast their their the NHL, but that's that's kind of made, those two things I think are kind of what dropped me out of the 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 uh, watching of, of of hockey. I would say oh. regularly. Well, there we go. So no sends from home. No sends from home. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, what's uh what's your home run for the week for the personal side? My home run for the week uh, is is Leo starting preschool. Um, so, uh, um, sorry, Krista just texted me. Um, so yeah, uh, he, he, we kind of eased him into it last week and, and, and he was not so sure about it to start, but now he, he, he's having fun. Uh, we're getting weekly reports from, from his preschool and it looks like he's, he's doing really well. And even like, I felt like he, he communicates his, 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 uh, problems or whatever he just is better at communicating since he started preschool so and and it also gives me a little a little break because it's hard to uh juggle two children at home especially when one of them likes to run run off and and dart away so so basically it it keeps us kind of stuck within the house so so it it, it makes my life a little easier that's good because you probably shouldn't be uh throwing your kids in the air and and juggling them in that fashion so that's that's definitely good for their well-being yeah, and they keep and they keep getting heavier, so it's hard. <laughs> juggling becomes harder and harder. Uh, well, my home run is a little less. Uh, um, I, I don't know if you'd call it personal, but I, I thought it was really cool. My home run is that right now in the night sky. Well, not right now because we're it's in the morning, uh, but uh, you can see three planets in the night sky, uh, not all at the same time. Um, close to sunset, you can see Venus. It's pretty high. It's not usually that high. It's usually just on the horizon. And it's hard to see because it's like right next to the sun, either at sunrise or sunset. But uh, it's pretty easily vi- uh, visible. I talked about it the last episode that I was on that I saw that. Um, so I saw, I've been seeing that again quite a few times. And also in the night sky are Jupiter and Saturn. Jupiter is like really bright and easily noticeable. And Saturn Jupiter is, is, is the biggest planet in the solar system. Yeah. Did you know that? And that's why it's so bright. Uh, Venus is the brightest star or brightest planet you can see because it's the, the next closest one to us uh, other than Mars. Um, but Jupiter is, is nice and bright. So I think it's, it's still kind of close to us in its ob- orbit. And then Saturn is, if you look, if you find Jupiter in the sky, Saturn is like, up and to the right. Last year they were they were very very easily visible as well, but they were closer together during the summer. So now they're further apart. So I, it's still really cool to see. Um, and the only thing I wish that I had was a telescope because if you had a telescope, you could make out the uh, you could probably see the spot on Jupiter, the big uh, storm that's there, and also you could see the rings, uh, Saturn's rings. Well, the planets, I guess, can, they can be pretty vain because, like, yeah, Jupiter has its 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 beauty spot, and Saturn has its has its uh, just one ring, I think, but uh, it's it's a nice ring. 
Well, it's it's a series of of rings together. It's a whole bunch of debris. Oh, uh, okay. So it's 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 bling. It is bling. Well, then again, Earth has a whole bunch of uh, things orbiting in the form of satellites. So that's true. Those, yeah. Um, have you speaking of satellites? Have you seen any UFOs? Uh, nope. Have not. Are you sure? Like, yep. Maybe 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 you were abducted by aliens and your memory was wiped. Well, then I wouldn't know to answer your question. Okay, well, like, like, are there any um, scars that have shown up that you have no accounting for? Nope. Okay, okay. All right, just curious if you've saw, saw, seen any UFOs, but, I, but you're either denying it or you are, in fact, an alien that has taken <laughs> the form of, 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 of your body. Um, okay, so my strikeout is just uh, loud cars, motorcycles, and lawnmowers that, uh, while I'm taking Leo and Bo out in their stroller walk, that uh, usually, like, we're into that time of year where people are either doing lawn work or, or trimming their hedges or people are driving with loud cars outside and inevitably it'll wake them up. So I have to cut the walk short. So that's, that's my strikeout. Well, time of year for lawn mate, like that's like all summer, but the loud, uh, the, as far as the loud cars and stuff, uh, the police are running that project noisemaker. So hopefully, I mean, they don't, it's not working. Stop it's a lot of people, but <laughs> That's what yeah. they're on the lookout for. Well, they they shouldn't be looking; they should be listening. <laughs> uh, well, my strikeout is is again very very simple, but um, I don't know how this happened. But our Facebook Messenger chat with Glenn, the theme got changed. I thought at first it was just a basketball theme, but if you look in the background, it's you can see Bugs Bunny's ears. It's a Space Jam theme. And yeah, I, have I, no Id- that, yeah. I have no idea how it got changed to that, and I have no idea how to change the theme. I've looked in some of the settings, uh, but I see no options to change the theme, and uh, it's it's kind of annoying, but um, that's, so that's just, why it's I my strikeout. Changed, I just changed our theme to the Fast Saga between our, our chat and me and you. <laughs> I, I didn't know that was possible, but it's still a well, strikeout. Look! 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 At, look! In the messenger, it says you changed the chat theme to the fast saga. So that's that's what our chat theme is right now. Me and you. Um, okay, I'm gonna go back to my notes here. Um, so my 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 walk um, is that we have a pumpkin patch in the backyard. So so it's nice. Uh, like it's 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 both positive and and, and negative because um, the positive is that. Um, you know, we'll have lots of pumpkin pie come, I guess, fall when it's time to 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 to, to pick those pumpkins. Uh, the 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 negative is those like, like those leaves are going like everywhere. So they're like taking over the, the 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 entire backyard. So it's 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 becoming almost like a like a, a living like monster like that 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 monster in in Little Shop of Horrors. Like it's it's <laughs> it's just growing, growing. It's gonna like tie up one of the children when they play outside. It's crazy. I- I think you're overlooking the positives, though. Like you're you're putting too much weight on the negatives. Like, other than pumpkin pies, you've got pumpkin spice. You can pumpkin spice your coffees. You can't and, grow pumpkin spices from pumpkin but, uh, plants, though. 
pumpkin but, spices are not actual pumpkins. Pumpkin spices are like are like nutmeg and cinnamon and cloves. Those are not uh, like I, I'll have to grow those plants in order to to make those those pumpkin it, spices. It doesn't matter. It's it's called pumpkin spice. You've got that going, and then you don't have to buy a pumpkin to make a jack o' lantern if if you want to make those. Well, if these if these are jack o' lantern pumpkins, whatever they are, then yes. But if these are like the smaller baking pumpkins, then these these aren't going to jack o' lantern. I see. Well, the other other benefit is the the pumpkin seeds, which are definitely in the pumpkin, and you have to take out the 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 stuff inside the pumpkin to make your pies. So you'll yes. automatically get seeds that you can roast, and then you have. I've pumpkin had bad seeds. luck with that though. Maybe it's just because the pumpkins that you buy on in the lot sit there forever, but they they always like smell bad and go moldy with the jack o' lantern pumpkins. But maybe these ones that the, that they're baking pumpkins will will turn out better, and we'll get like nice yummy pepitas as they're called. <laughs> well, my walk is that uh, the other day uh, I clean did a a big clean of the kitchen, and I've been keeping it clean. And and it's really nice. We have a our, our landlord installed a nice new kitchen faucet for us, and it's one of those tall faucets, so it's a lot easier to. Uh, we only have I should mention we only have one sink, not a double sink, and so it's it's a lot easier now to to clean things in the sink, and still, or even if we want to, we can pile things up a little bit and still use the faucet. Um, but it's a walk because that means it had to be messy in the first place. But now it's all clean and everything's positive. Yes, but so so, so it, it evens out. It sounds almost like a cleanup hit. Oh, well, maybe. Um, well, I that's that's it for me, except for my softball update. Uh, and I've I've got a good one. Um, I, I will first mention that uh, our our limit for games in in high heat and humidity seems to be three. As we played four games last week, we played a doubleheader on Monday and then two more games on one on Tuesday, one on Wednesday. And our fourth game on Wednesday, we Vanessa and I both played pretty poorly. I would say, uh, I think I went zero for four. Vanessa had six at bats, though. Like the way that the the lineup has to be structured on Wednesdays is uh, guy girl guy girl, and we don't have an even number of guys to girls, so the girls go uh, up to the plate more often because like the guys have a set order and we, they wrote, there was only four girls. So they had to rotate within the four girls to, in order to have uh, that guy girl lineup. So she got up to bat six times. She played better than I did, but, uh, um, but yeah, that our, our game on Wednesday was, was not great, but um, I had a, a first for me, on Monday, I I hit a home run at what I remember. I, I called this the Pete Rose Field because of the uh, Pete Rose to the Hall of Fame. Um, mm-hmm. There's a netting at the back in uh, left and center field to protect the cars in the parking lot, and I hit a home run over that netting. It bounced on the pavement and over another truck and landed just short of the waiting pool back there. So that's the highest and furthest I've hit a home run in uh, in a fenced field. So that was that was my first. Would you be responsible for any like, damage that would come to, to vehicles if you hit a home run and, and like, broke a window, for instance, or, or dented? Um, no, because uh, cars park there at their own risk. So, um, so you know, it's it's their fault if they if they park there. I suppose. Um, 
So yeah, that was uh, that was really really great. The only, the other thing about that game is that I I hit progressively further. So the first at bat, I hit a line drive to shortstop. Second at bat, I flew out to center field, and by the third at bat, I hit the home run. I see. But anyway, um, that's uh, that's all I got. That was the the only thing I wanted to talk about for softball. I've I've got nothing else to add to this conversation. <laughs> well, you don't play softball, so that that doesn't help. No, I juggle children. Yeah, that's it's a little more dangerous, I think. Well, anyways, I think it's time to get back to life. I've got a got a few things to take care of in the house. Plus, we don't have okay, any well, groceries. Yeah. Well, you need to get groceries to eat. That's that's a thing. Yeah. We're gonna go and I think find a a, a, a family friendly uh, patio to drink beer on and keep our children busy. <laughs> bring bring some coloring books or something. Maybe you can bring a. I book don't like full to color. Of... <laughs> I was gonna say maybe you can bring some uh, books with uh, pint glasses and and uh, they can they can color in different colors of of beer. Yeah, we could we can school Leo and Bo on their on their on their different uh, beer uh, color palettes. There you go. Well, uh, I guess we'll we'll see you next time. Either either I will talk to you or I will talk to Glenn. Uh, I guess so. It's up to up to fate. I guess. Yep. The fate of the furious, you might say, according to our messenger chat. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. See you next time. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.